Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We give thanks to Allah for another opportunity to be here gathered today. May Allah um, grant us the best of our gathering here. May Allah grant us the best of reward, the best of understanding, the best of mercy, the best of blessings, the best of everything in this world and the hereafter. Um, our topic of today is in form of a question. It goes, who spoiled my mood? Who spoiled my mood? Mood, as in M-O-O-D, mood. Who has spoiled it? Now, we have made it to be personal so that you know that it's actually referring to you. It's, a, it's an emotional state. Mood is an emotional state. You know, just the way you feel happy, you feel sad, you feel worried, you feel distressed, you feel impressed, you feel depressed. All those are moods. So, it's like asking, who spoiled my mood? Can anybody spoil your mood? Can, uh, can you take care of your mood so that nobody can spoil it? And what are the roles of moods in our lives? What are the importance of our moods? You have good moods, you have bad moods, you have thwarted moods, you have destroyed mood, you have amputated mood, you have stolen mood, <laughs> and you have spoiled mood, you have fresh mood, and you have moods that can energize, you have moods that can animate, you have moods that can um, also depress somebody. Can you protect your mood from being stolen? What are the things that surround mood? What are the things that can enhance mood? What are the things that can bring down your mood? Um, are there foods that we can eat that can affect our moods? Are there some things we can drink that can affect our moods? Are there some colors around us that can affect our moods? Are there some things we can hear that can affect our moods? Things we can read that can affect our moods? Things we can watch that can affect our moods? Things that can happen to us that can affect our mood or happen to somebody else that can affect our moods or happen around us that can affect our moods or things that did not happen at all that can still affect our moods. Can somebody steal your mood? Can somebody alter your mood? Can somebody destroy your mood? Can somebody postpone your mood? Can somebody do something to your mood? How will you know if somebody is trying to control your mood? How will you know how to control your own mood by yourself? Can you have internally generated mood that is controlled or it is all things that happen to us externally? These are so broad. And there's also one aspect. When you have a moody person around you, how do you handle such a person? You know, moods are contagious. How contagious can they be? Inshallah, we want to look at some of these issues vis-a-vis um, -vis family life as the case may be so inshallah we hope that we're going to learn a lot from that today i'm also going to ask you some questions this is a research area in humanity but we want to just scratch it on the surface and we want to bring it home to each everyone every one of us so that we can learn how these things work are we ready now so what's your mood now? Are you in a happy mood or in a sad mood? How many people are in a happy mood now? Okay, well, who is in a sad mood? Or who is in, in a neutral mood? Don't even know how you feel now. Alright, neutral mood, one, two, three. <laughs> Can the weather affect the person's mood? Maybe yes, maybe no. If the weather is one kind, so to speak, can you protect your mood from being affected by the weather? Okay, let's see what we can do about that. 
So we call it al-mazaj in Arabic, mood, al-mazaj. Mim, zainun, and jimun, al-mazaj. So we said it's an emotional state and people typically speak of being in a good mood or in a bad mood, broadly and generally. How good is your mood? A person may not be able to explain, but you know you feel good. Then how bad is your mood? You may not be able to say, but it's one or other thing. So it's internal. It's also subjective. Your mood may not be exactly my own mood. I may not be able to explain precisely how I feel in my mood. So I may not be objective about it. It can be very subjective depending on how I feel or how I perceive what I feel. Some people feel happy, but they don't know that they're actually happy. And some people feel sad, they are not sure that they actually feel sad. Sometimes some people mix it up because these are some things that happen to us in life. You see, incidentally or interestingly, some things happen together and they're not supposed to be together, but they happen together. For example, somebody is laughing and shedding tears at the same time. Have you seen that before? Person laughs seriously and tears coming out from person's eyes. It happens, right? Well, some things get mixed up. Some people can be very sad and you see them laughing. Instead of crying, when some things happen, really bad thing, really certain extent, the person will just be smiling. You know, some things like that happen. And some people will be very, very happy. They will just start crying. Very, very happy. Like a mother who has not seen the son for a long time. The day the son arrives, she just starts crying. <laughs> things happen like that. Somebody will go on hard for the first time, see the Kaaba. And say Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Instead of jubilating and being happy that Alhamdulillah I can see the Kaaba, you will start crying. Things happen like that. Sometimes moods are mixed up, but they are very subjective. What makes you to feel happy may not be what makes me feel happy. What makes you me to be in a good mood may not be what makes you to be in a good mood. It depends so much on who you are, and depends so much on how you are able to observe your mood. So we have what they call Takodlubul Mazaj, that is mood swing. Takodlub from the word Kalbu. Kalbu is heart, but Kalbu also means things that are not stable. Human hearts are not stable, are they? They are not stable. So Takodlubul Mazaj, moods can also swing. It will move from one side, move to another side. Another point which you understand is mood swings are universal. Everywhere in the world, every human being that breathes oxygen, they have moods. However, most people's mood swings remain in the mild, you know, in the mild to moderate. Mild to moderate. Uh, and it's, range, it's a range of emotional ups and downs, varying between feelings of sadness and happiness. Some people will feel very happy, some people feel very sad, some people are in between. Neither happy nor sad. If he's very happy, he's not very, very happy. If he's, if he's um, sad, he's not very, very sad. Don't feel too sad about what you miss and don't be too happy about what you have been given. That's a verse of Quran that's talking about mood. That is, regulate your mood. Don't be too euphoric and don't be too depressed. Be somewhere in between. Because when mood becomes too bright, too light, you think you believe you can fly, then you think you can really fly. Then you jump up from two-story building and you break your neck. So beware, don't let your mood be, that's what Don't be too sad on what you miss. That means don't, don't feel so sad. Some people will just break down just because they miss something or they have lost something. 
you know so the quran talks about that one we will look more on some verses of quran that talk about a person's mood a person's mood then what's the duration of the mood well it varies sometimes they live they last for a few hours sometimes they extend to days sometimes weeks so a person may remain in a, in a certain mood for a very long time for many days you are seeing that mood you know and um, how do you control it? How do you stop it? Maybe we say we are going to look at that later. But some people's mood can just be for two hours, three hours. Two hours, three hours. The person may be in a very bad mood, very sad mood. But as soon as the person receives a lot of salary like this, hey, the person's mood will just shoot high, hit the ceiling. MashaAllah, he has seen a lot. God win. Then. <laughs> I heard that over the radio. Somebody was singing like that. God we know. Then, what are the things um, that can affect a person's mood? I'm summarizing now before we go into the details. A person's energy level. If your energy is low, then your mood may also be low. If you don't have energy, you are tired. You are weak. It will go down alongside with your mood. Then somebody's um, drive when it comes to husband and wife relationship can also affect your mood. Some people's drives are very high, some people's drives are very low. Someone who has a very low drive when it comes to husband and wife relationship may also have a low mood. And in fact, the activity affects people's moods. You know? Sometimes you see problems in marriages because that aspect of a bedroom is not well taken care of. So their moods will be down most of the time. They'll be depressed most of the time. People's sleep patterns, if they don't sleep well or they don't have enough sleep or they are interrupted in their sleep, it can also affect their mood. Self-esteem, concentration and drug use can affect the person's mood or can even lead to, um, can be a, a sign of an oncoming mood disorder. So many things that trigger it, we are going to look at that. But let's start with bad mood. Bad mood. How many people have really experienced really bad mood? How do you feel when you are in a bad mood? Well, bad moods have important connections with our mental and physical well-being, depending on what goes on in your mind. How bad is the mood depends on your temperament sometimes. Then since there's no intentional object that causes the bad mood, it has no specific start and stop date. So it can last for hours, days, or weeks, or longer. Unless you can say, this is the cause of my bad mood, and you remove it. And even if you remove it, it's not like a switch that you can switch from good mood to bad mood. So sometimes it goes and comes on its own and we don't know what to even do about it. So bad moods can affect how you perceive, how you see things. If you're in a bad mood, it can affect how you interpret something or how you judge or translate the world around you. Somebody will say something and then depend on your mood. A person may insult you. If you're in a good mood, you just say, now you sabi. And you ignore the person and continue. But if you're in a bad mood and somebody doesn't praise you very well, you will still feel angry. Do you understand what I just said now? Yes, bad mood affects the way you react. Somebody may just walk past you without greeting you. If you're in a good mood, say, ah ah, which one now? You are going, you are not greeting us. Okay, good morning, you know. If you're in a bad, if you're in a good mood. But if you're in a bad mood, you say, ah. Of all I've done for this person. So you can still walk past me like this without greeting. Then you bottle that up, you hold resentment against that person, and then you feel bad throughout the day. That can you imagine? They don't even greet me anymore. 
whereas the person just didn't see you now which one the person just didn't notice that you were there then you say so hey it is now time you will not notice me hey how will that happen it will happen because of your mood you are in a bad people in a bad mood they are the worst people to go and ask for money <laughs> somebody is owing you and you go ask for the money when the person is in a bad mood you hear a lot of things so uh, you are looking for wahala how did that man sing the song uh, somebody is owing uh, somebody just lost his job is looking for what to eat and landlord came and said pay me my rent waiting you fine <laughs> all of you are looking at me as if you don't know this song there is God who <laughs> so bad mood can make you read wrong meanings to others actions harmless statements because of bad mood you start reading meanings to it somebody may just crack a joke in your presence you read meanings to it somebody just coughed in your presence you read meanings to it. say hey, so hey, it's, it's not your fault now you can cough at me but this is just coughing normally it's a, it's a harmless human uh, situation to cough but because you're in a bad mood, you say, how can you be coughing? Or how can you be talking to me like that? How can you be asking me that kind of question? How can you be looking at me like that? Why can I be talking and you are not talking? Or how can I be talking and you are talking back? I'm talking and you are not responding. I'm talking and you are not listening. I'm then because your mood is bad, every other thing around will go bad. The day the mood of the mother of the house goes bad, everybody in that house will starve. Because she can't cook, and if she cooks, she will shout on everybody before the food is ready. Bad moods are bad, though. Have you noticed? Bad moods are really bad. Very, very bad. Then it can make you send wrong signals to other people without knowing it and without meaning it. Somebody comes around, they greet you, and you can hardly answer. Or somebody says something that you're supposed to jubilate over, you just shrug it off. And the person may read meanings to that. Can you imagine? We even told him that uh, somebody delivered a child and he didn't even show any happiness. Maybe he's not happy about it. <laughs> you are genuinely having your bad mood. Though. Somebody came and said, Ah, uh, uh, Mama Bomboy has just delivered twins. He said, uh -huh. uh -huh. And people would look at that and say, ah, What do you mean by uh -huh? Are you not happy about it? That's if they say they will just go and tell others. Can you imagine? We even told her that you delivered a child, she still frowned. She said, eh, -huh. Or they say somebody's uh, mother died, and they say, eh, -huh. how does that, how is that my headache? So people will read meaning to what you say and what you do, even when you didn't mean it. And notice very well, too, that when it, the tables are turned around, you may say something to somebody and the way the person responds may not be favorable. You should understand that this person must be in a very bad mood. Very, very bad mood. So bad moods are connected with depression. A person who is depressed is usually in a bad mood. Anxiety, aggression, or poor self-esteem. People with Allah Akbar, I want to notice this very well. People with very low self-esteem, they are in a bad mood when they see somebody that is better than them. Somebody who doesn't have any good feeling of themselves. They are very difficult to relate with. People don't feel good about themselves. People, in fact, if you give them money, for example, they will still feel bad because, so my own don't bad rich, maybe they give me money. <laughs> you understand what I mean by that? 
ahead. Person will say, ah, so ah, so my life is so bad like that. Ah, in my life is so bad that they even give me money, giving me money. A woman like myself dash me the path. Bad moves are bad, though, honestly. <laughs> bad moves are bad. If a person has low self-esteem, there's nothing you can do that will satisfy that person. If you smile at that person, you, the person will say, what is, what, is, can, what is wrong with you? What, I don't know the meaning of all this smile. You are smiling. The person is in a bad mood. And if you cry, it will be as if, ah, who is asking for your pity? I beg, don't cry for me. So what does he want? Ah, Poor self-esteem is a bath in psychological stress and decrease in arousal when it comes to a husband and wife relationship. Somebody who is very low in arousal will, is connected to the person's bad mood. So if a person has bad mood, that's why the prophet said husband and wife, oh, they should send messengers to each other so that uh, so remove the bad mood first. If the mood is bad, no matter what, a person will not be aroused. And so in some individuals, there's observation that depressed or anxious mood may increase uh, interest in life generally, you know. But generally also, men are more likely than women to report increased uh, um, bad mood. Do you agree with that? Who normally have bad mood more, men or women? I'm asking, men or women, who normally experience bad mood more? Okay, yes, for a longer period of time, women experience bad mood more. I'm generalizing. This is a general thing. Some women are different. Some women, eh, they are perpetually happy and there's nothing you can do about it. So women, even if you abuse her, she will smile. If you curse her, she will laugh. If you say she's monkey, she will make face. That will make you look at her like real monkey and she will find it very funny. Ah, you self. Ah, you text me, you say I'll be monkey. Truly, oh, let me look at the mirror. I look like monkey small. People, some people are like that. They are very good with good moods. And some people, they are very good with bad moods. Nothing that you do will make them to smile. I'm, I'm going to talk about those such people as we move along. So then those who are... Uh, 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 well, some people believe that it's their wives that cause their bad moods. And some women believe it's their husbands that are responsible for their bad mood. In fact, some men engage in extra uh, marital activities and they blame it on their wives. They say it's because their wives give them bad mood. This is a very bad accusation, you know, and it's not a tenable excuse for anyone. Wait, before I go to good mood, when you have bad mood, what are the signals that make you to know that you, have, you are in a bad mood? Uh -huh. You frown, uh -huh. you become cranky, uh -huh. You get angry over small things. Uh -huh. You don't feel like eating sometimes. And when some people are in bad mood, that's when they eat most. They eat till death. When you're in a bad mood, you don't feel like taking your bath, true or false. <laughs> yes, what other thing does bad mood? What, what will you notice? If bad mood is coming, what will you notice? You start complaining a lot. Then there are some people who are Mr. Bad Moods. When they are coming, you will know that, ah, oh, more, I'm going to be sad today. <laughs> when some people are coming, you see that, hello, Salam Alaikum, are you at home? Ah, hey, you are in trouble. The person should come. Oh, hello, Salam Alaikum. If you see the person's missed call, if you call back, you, you are buying bad mood for yourself. Because now, so, so bad news the person gets. 
<laughs> when you see the person, if you call back, you have invited bad mood for yourself. But what of good mood? Let's go to good mood first now. I mean, next now. Good mood can be caused by many different aspects of life as well as have certain effect on people as a whole. Good moods are nice. Good moods, good moods is usually considered a state without an identified cause. You can't even know why you are happy. Sometimes you cannot pinpoint exactly why you are in a good mood. You understand what I mean by, by that? People seem to experience a good mood when they have had a good night's sleep, when you sleep very well and you wake up very nicely, you feel it that you have a good mood. Right. What when the person you are owing suddenly died? <laughs> Will you have a good mood that way? Okay, so, yes. you know that you have good mood when you have slept very well, when you have a clear conscience. Yes, when your mind is clear, you are not thinking bad about other people. Then when you feel no sense of stress in your life, your good moods are going to be there. In fact, they are you it has been measured for you in moodu. That's how you have your good mood. Some studies have stated that good moods let people think creatively, you know. You become creative when you are in a good mood. Um, you, 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 uh, you behave freely with people. You mingle freely with people. You become more imaginative. You think better when you're in a good mood, you know. Um, you know some things are not too surprising to you when you're in a good mood. When you're in a good mood, you'd like to help people some more. You like to assist me when you can. Somebody needs money and the person comes to you and you are in a good mood. Most of the time you like to help that person, isn't it? When you are in a good mood, so many things can become very funny to you. When you are in a good mood, you like to talk easier with people. You like to talk for a longer time with people. You like to have conversation with people when you are in a good mood. When people are speaking to you, you like to respond well. When somebody greets you, you respond in a very nice manner, right? And uh, when you see somebody that is worried, your good mood may want to, um, you know, brighten up the person's life. Good moods are very nice. Good moods are very, very nice. It is good in a situation where you need to think. You think very, very easily. You know, you think very deeply and you are animated. You have some zest added to your life. You, um, you even behave like a child sometimes. You play with children. You laugh with children. You crack jokes. And so many things are funny to you when you are in a good mood. Now you see that good moods are very important. Very, very important. It's something that you need to strive for. You need to work for. You need to sustain and maintain and attain. And um, compared to bad mood now, which one do you think we experience longer than the other one? Is it 50-50? Okay, you as a person now, within a week, good moods and bad moods, what is the percentage? Has anybody noticed their own? Have you been monitoring your moods? Generally, I think we have more good moods than bad moods. If, if we monitor it very well. Unless somebody is in a very bad marriage, then you have more... You see, they say if you are, if you have a, if you have a good marriage, you may not be very smart. But if you have a bad marriage, you become a philosopher. <laughs> ah, you become extra smart. If you start analyzing women like this, you will be looking at you. Eh? <laughs> if you are in a bad marriage, but if you are in a good marriage, you don't notice some things. You don't, um, you don't pay attention to some things. If you are in a good mood and you are in a good marriage, so many things will appear so normal. Yes, so normal to you. 
Life is not cruel. Life is not difficult. Life is sweet. Life is good. You even eat ice cream. Yes, once in a while you eat ice cream. Once in a while you like to, you have cravings for yogurt. Sometimes you like to eat cake. You like to eat all sorts of things. But I'm going to tell you, inshallah, that some of those things that you eat can kill your mood without you realizing it. So now, I was talking about importance of mood or good mood for you. Let's leave that one now, but let's go into when you have moody people around you, when you have somebody with bad mood around you. Now, a moody person may be going through a difficult stage in their lives. If they, we have husband and wife, there may be many reasons why people have bad moods. A person who is having a difficult stage in their lives, maybe a, a teenager or an adolescent, who is transiting from being a boy to a man or from a girl to a woman. It's a turbulent time. So you see that their moods are always swinging, not stable. One moment they are very happy, another moment they are sad. One moment they like to talk, another moment they like to face their laptop. And they like to start chatting with their friends. They will ignore normal human beings. They will be chatting with the machine. That's not a very good mood. You see that amongst young people a lot. They cut people off by putting earpiece and be listening to their thing. They don't want to hear what anybody is saying. These are turbulent times for them, so they behave that way. Whenever you see them like that, you know that ah, these ones have problems. They have issues with their moods. Because of these issues they have with moods, they, they want music to enhance their moods. They want partying, visiting friends, talking with friends to enhance their moods, but it doesn't always work. Unfortunately, they will listen to the music and they will still feel sad. And some of them will tell you that it's hardly a solution. The same music is the fruit, is it, is it is the something of the soul, is the food of the soul for where they try to enhance their mood with it, but as soon as the music stops, their moods go down. So they quickly pick the music again. So before you know, they get addicted to listen to music. So sometimes they go through difficult stages in their lives. Some men are going through middle age crisis, and so his moods are very bad. Some women are going through, well, approach of menopause or during menopause or after menopause. It can affect people's moods. They are not always happy and they are not always sad either. But any small thing can trigger the moods to swing in this direction or in that direction. And sometimes when they fall into these moods, only they can bring themselves out. Nobody else can do that. Then some people are just exhausted. When you are tired, your mood will not be sweet. When you are exhausted, sometimes mental exhaustion. You have been working and working from morning to night. People who work so hard like that, when they get back home, their moods are usually down. So let the husband and wife understand that, okay, uh, this, this woman is very tired. She has been working since morning. Don't touch her. Allow her to be. If she say your food is not ready, better go out and look for something to buy. Buy bread. Go and buy bread or buy butter or buy akara. Make sandwich with it. <laughs> buy akara, make sandwich. If, if the words get to the world, you see that the mood is very bad. When she comes and she's tired, she starts shouting on everybody in the house. Don't put your mouth to, as a husband, don't put your mouth. Allow her to shout on people as she wants. <laughs> when she's now ready for you, she's hey, what are you going to eat? <laughs> Over to you, that's what it means. <laughs> Over to you. Hey, what do you want to eat, Abu? You say, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. 
Ah, uh, uh, no, eh? <laughs> Me eat care. No, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry. Allah Akbar. Indomie is all I have. Oh, are you going to eat on the Bismillah. Bring it in. That, in fact, that's what I've been wanting to eat since. If you now say, ah, Indomie, me, eat Indomie, am I a child? Come on, go and make better soup for me. Then you are going to look for trouble. So you see some people are just exhausted. Not that they are bad people. They are just tired. You go to some offices, public offices, you meet some people there who are not trained to know how to control their moods. You know? When you get there, you see how some of them will be. They will just snub you. And then you say, yes, I'm going to report to the officer. I'm going to report to the person in charge. You shout and make noise. Look, understand, this is humanity. This person you have gone to meet, the officer is a human being. Maybe that man had quarrel with his wife last night. And you don't expect him to behave optimally. Just understand with him that, ah, ah, now this is your mood, get that CBO. How is anybody listening to what I'm saying? So, some people are just tired. They're exhausted. Who are the people that display bright moods the most? Among those I've observed are the air hostesses. These people in aeroplanes. Do you remember? Yeah, they will smile. They will say, fasten your seatbelt. They will say all of those things like small radio trying to pick BBC. They will, they will be saying, you know, speaking nicely to people and the rest of them. But notice very well, night flight when these girls are tired so you handle them with care they are ladies they have moods they have been trained to smile always but if you give them shit they will give it to you back in a very subtle manner these are human life these are human relations you know things happen some of them like that they will not tell their bosses that they are going through their menstrual cramps so that they will not tell them not to come to work and some of them will just manage and manage. So somebody is now managing with that pain she's going through. And we are now frustrating her life. She'll just mistakenly pass you. Go and serve somebody else's food. If you bother her too much. Do you understand what I'm saying? So some people are not bad. Though. It's just that they are tired. And then tiredness will, will, will affect their moods. <laughs> Your old man is back from work. He's very tired. And you see his mood upside down. Is then you are asking for money, he will not give you, he will not give you that money. Or he will just look at you as if you don't even understand somebody. Sometimes your husband is tired, that's when you want to gist. Hey, hey, Abu, can you imagine what happened? What concern what happened today? He's tired, you want to relax. Give him some meaning, let him rest. When his mood comes back, then you can, can come and some of you women, you don't know how to read the language of a moody man. If a man is moody, he's tired, and he just wants to rest, it's then you now start talking about one Ashwebi. What concern with Ashwebi? Somebody wants to marry. Uh -huh. They don't get money. They want not marry. He will just tell you they should go and sort themselves out and snub the whole thing. Then they'll be quarrel. Because people don't understand that moods come in. Now, we see all these kind of moods we are talking about. Uh, somebody is worried, chronically worried about something. Um, love. Love is not expressed to them. Little children that do not have love expressed to them, you see they become very moody, they become very cranky. Some of them grow up to become miscreants. They will go and be breaking people's things just to look for attention. Yeah, they want people to notice them. To, to, I, I heard of a, of a child that threw stone and broke somebody's windscreen. And as everybody was shouting, ah, you this boy, then he was just laughing. You know why he was laughing? He was enjoying the attention. Ah, so people can pay attention to me like this. 
was laughing when they accused him of breaking somebody's windscreen. So then people started coming around and pointing to him and talking to him. He was just laughing that he was enjoying it because he never had attention from anyone. You know, some children will wish they would become laptop so that they can get attention of their fathers. Some children wish they would become phone, iPad, so that they'll get the attention of their mothers. Nobody pays attention to them. They go to school, they come back home. The next thing, they should do their assignment. After assignment, they go to sleep. There's no interaction with their parents. So such children's moods may be affected adversely. Then, lack of sleep, too much challenge or lack of security. These are normal things that can make people's moods to fluctuate. But there's another type of moodiness. This is where I'm going now. There's another type of moodiness that is not caused by any of these ones I've mentioned, but caused by the intention to bully. Hmm, you know what I mean by that? The intention to bully other people, to intimidate or to manipulate other people. Some people use these moods to garner attention, to get power, or to get praise, or to get pity from people. This is the aspect of moodiness that I want us to look at briefly now. When you have such people around you that are trying to use their moods to exert their powers over you. Or some people use the mood to intimidate other people. Or maybe the husband uses his mood to... Um, um, how do I put it? To, what, do, what do you say? To remove power from somebody. To weaken somebody, yes. Some men use their mood deliberately to weaken their wives. And some women use the mood to control their husbands. This one is bad. This one is wrong. Other ones are excusable. Somebody is tired, you need to give him some time, you get out of his mood and he will become normal. But these ones, they will not become normal because they are doing it deliberately. Deliberately. Now, here's the trick now. Whenever you have such a person around you that is using, using mood to control you, number one, you must rise up to the challenge. Rise up to the challenge. This is not the kind of mood that money can cure or that anything can cure. The person is aware. The person is using it as a tool of power or as a tool of control. There's one of the tricks that couples use against one another. They call it charging. Charging. There's another one they call sarcasm. Now, let me mention sarcasm briefly. As the English word goes, they will want to say something, but they will behave in another way. I don't know if you understand what I mean. For example, you ask somebody, what's the problem? You say, there's no problem. Whereas, there is big problem. Yes, there is a real problem. The charging part of it is, when a person wears a sad face, that apparently shows sorrow or an angry face of a vexed, wet hen. The person is angry. The person shows on the face. And then the person will not talk. The person will not be waiting for somebody to ask what is the problem before they will reluctantly, after a long time, explain what the problem is. That one is a control strategy. Somebody will just sit down in the house. He just, hmm. He'll breathe heavily like that. Hmm. From time to time. You know when somebody is behaving like that, what's the next thing the, the husband should do? 
The husband will say, what happened? Isn't it? Ah, um, what happened now? Eh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> ah, what's the problem? <laughs> la ilaha illallah. Okay, what is the problem now? Okay, so men, you know how men do their own? They will just stop eating. Ah, here's your food, though. I'm not hungry. <laughs> ah, but the food is there. It will run cold. Let it run cold now. So what is the problem? That's what is asking. You know, he's, he's stringing you along until when you ask, what is the problem? He's charging. You know what? I don't know where we learn these things from. Is it our mothers that taught us or our fathers that taught us to behave like that? When something will be wrong with you, you will not talk. Some people, they will not just keep quiet, they will start crying. I know some women who do that. Whenever they have a problem or they have a situation and they need attention, she will use this mood to garner attention towards herself. She'll just start crying. Say, eh, eh, what is the problem? <laughs> ah, eh, no problem. <laughs> if there's no problem, somebody died. Ah, no, nobody died. So what is the okay, you want to know the problem? You want to know the problem? Then she gonna not. If the man wanted to go out before, will you go out when the woman is crying like that? You not go out now. You, the man will just try and say, "Okay, sorry, so, sorry for what?" Some men who are not smart enough, you just sit down and say, "Yeah, sorry." Hmm? What happened? Is it this one? Is it that one? Is it me? Is it uh, my, your mother? Is it my mother that is staying with us? Is it my father that is staying with us? Is it because of this? Is it because the man will go on and on and on when she is tired, when she is satisfied that yes, I've gotten his attention. Now say, "Okay, I will tell you. You can go out first. When you come back out, weary." <laughs> What kind of a wawarism is that? You will just wawarize the husband. The man will be confused. He will not know, ah, okay, what exactly is wrong with this woman? Some will not just start crying. Uh, they will start shouting. As if somebody died. Then the husband will be so confused. Now, you see how some other people do their own? They use his power, this mood thing, his power. Because they know that moods are contagious. When you have a mood, you can affect somebody else with your mood. I want to emphasize this when you have a moody person around you. Be a nice person but have your principles. Be a nice person and have your principle. Your intention could be just to show a simple sympathy for the moody person. Be nice. The person may be really sad or depressed, but that should not be a reason for you to allow them to waste your time or play with your emotion. Your husband or your wife may be sad. Something may be going wrong in their office. Something may be going wrong in their life. But that is not an excuse for them to destroy your own emotion also. Don't we, aren't we supposed to love one another? If I truly love you, I shouldn't bring my own mood to come and spoil your own. Think about, let's be objective about this for a little while. Okay, we say we are husband and wife, we love one another. I have a very bad mood. Am I supposed to come and spoil your own or am I supposed to come and let you know how you can remove me from my bad mood? I think it makes more sense to say, look, Omo, I'm not in a very good mood today. I don't know what happened. I just feel so sad and depressed. If the Omo is, is an understand, she will look for ways of 
okay, or should I cook this for you, or should I prepare this for you? Okay, let me take the children away to the parlor so that you can rest in the room. The woman may understand, maybe you just need some rest. If you open up, if you can just open up and talk, that, ah, see, I saw a lot of things that made me feel so sad in the office today, and I am not able to get over it. Then the woman will either say some nice words that can cheer you up, or allow you to come out of it on your own. She will not touch you, she will not bother you, she will not disturb you. And when you are okay, then you come back to life. Is it not better that way? If we love somebody, do, do we go home and, and somebody, <laughs> somebody was driving along with you in the road and the person say walker to you outside. You couldn't catch the person and say walker back. You now get home and you start transferring the aggression on your wife. Is it good? Is it a good thing? You now start transferring aggression to everybody. Before your wife sent you, you are very stupid. Somebody told you you are stupid outside. You could not uh, fight with that person. <laughs> ah, some men, yeah. You could not fight with it. You now come home and start telling your wife that she's stupid. Over what now? <laughs> the thing is, if we love one another, we shouldn't spoil each other's mood now. The person who is in a good mood should be encouraged. While the person who is in a bad mood should find ways of joining in the good mood, not the other way around. Then you may be nice. You may be a nice person, but be very careful. Don't become a rescuer. You know what I mean by rescuer? A rescuer is somebody who likes to rescue people from troubles. You may be very nice, but when you, are, you have moody people around you, don't turn yourself to a savior. It is not everybody in bad mood that you can help. It's not everybody in bad mood that you can bring out of the bad mood to a good mood. So if you turn yourself to a rescuer, the person who uses mood to disturb you will make it a habit. They will not learn to bring themselves out of bad moods. But they will be waiting for you to come and remove them from that. And that is going to be a lot of inconvenience for you. Do you understand what I mean by not being a rescuer now? It's not every time that you try to rescue somebody is in a bad mood, but you are in a good mood. Now, if you, are, if you become a rescuer, the person expects you to drop your good mood, adopt a bad mood, level up with him in that bad mood, and then the two of you will wallow together in bad mood for a long time. And then when the two of you are both tired, you don't come out. In fact, he may come out of his bad mood and he leave you there. It happens. So don't turn yourself, like somebody is drowning and you know you cannot swim well. Don't jump in, say you want to rescue the person. Call uh, firefighters, come and rescue the person. Or you throw left boy, you throw something, throw a rope. But don't jump inside, say you want to rescue that person. Do you understand what I'm trying to say now? Now don't be a rescuer. Say, okay, tell me, whatever your problem is, tell me. What's your problem? What are you feeling sad about? You insist and insist and insist that the person should tell you their problem. After they tell you their problem, can you handle it? Can you solve it? Now, this is how that person had gotten used to playing with people's moods and emotions. And she will capture you with her emotion. She will enslave you with her emotion. She will tie you down with her emotions. She will inconvenience you with her emotion. She will make you look stupid with her emotion. And nobody can rescue you from her until when she's ready to release you. Yes. 
note this very well. I'm saying this because you ladies, you know how you show care for one another. I'm not saying it's wrong. But there are some amongst your friends who are enslavers. Men do this to themselves sometimes. Came to borrow your own car. You have your family, you have places to go, you have runs to do. You say, ah, what are we? Fisabilillah, inshallah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah. You will say all of those things to garner your emotion, to bottle up you, to bottle you up and tie you to his belt. So that you'll be attached to him. To be at the beck and call of his emotion. Don't be a rescuer. You are not a savior. You are a friend, not a savior. I'm not saying you should not help your friends. I'm not saying you should not be good and nice to people. I'm just saying that you should be careful. People use, um, uh, uh, yeah, they use um, tricks to play on your moods. This is why I say don't allow people to steal your mood from you. Your mood, your emotion, they can play with it and then they enslave you. It is this enslavery. These people are wicked, but they will, you will not know that they are wicked. They are cruel towards if we love each other, we should give each other. If you love a bird, you set it free. You don't love a bird and keep it in a cage. So some of them use their moods to lock you up in a cage and make you stay there with them. They will not allow you to go until when they are ready to release you to go. Number three, don't take it personally. When people use their moods against you, or people are uh, people who have mood swing and they always use this mood to enslave you, or they use this mood to make you feel bad, don't take it personally. It's all about them, not about you. Do you know what I mean by this? Many are the men who go on and off on their moods. Today is a Sahaba, tomorrow is an Abu Lahab. You don't know how to relate with him. Some women are also like this. One moment they are nice and charming, next moment, they behave as if they are possessed. When you have people like that, sometimes they throw tantrums, another time they stop speaking altogether, sometimes they are silent, sometimes they shout. Such people as these men and women leave others wondering and guessing. They want people to start guessing what could, they could have gone wrong, what has happened, what is going on. They want you to start guessing without telling. You see, it's not as if you are doing anything wrong. Stop blaming yourself for somebody else's mood. He is the one that has problem, not you. When somebody cannot control their moods, they like to make you feel guilty over non-issues. You have some of these people in your families too, not only husband and wife, in extended families, some uncles, some aunts, some in-laws. A mother-in-law can just come to your house and be looking as if they force her to eat shit. This is just do her mouth, as if she's as if everybody is, is, is. Then you start wondering, what is wrong with mama? What have we done? What is wrong? What is the problem? What is it? Nothing is wrong. We have not done anything wrong. She is the one who is just crazy in her head with her mood. Let her be with her mood. Don't let her use her mood to carry you and your husband away. Yes, some aunties are like that. If the aunties are listening, let them listen now. Some aunties are like that. If you have bad mood, keep it in your house. Don't take it to the house of another couple and you start making them feel sad and say something is wrong. They will come to your house and start looking for faults. Anytime one certain auntie, auntie-in-law comes to the house, it's either the wife didn't greet her well, or they didn't bring her food on time, or the food they brought to her is, uh, is, not, is, is cold, and, uh, and look at the way she's looking when she gave me the food. And me, I'm not hungry, oh. I have food in my house, oh. and let nobody insult me here because I come to your house. You now bring food that cannot belly full a small picking. 
excuse me, Kini, over what now? She will come and she will leave with quarrel. Leave quarrel between you and your husband to start battling with. For the next two months, you and your husband, you are still quarreling. You don't even know what the cause is. She caused it. Look, when she leaves, be wise now, couples. Be wise. When she leaves, get broom and sweep her feet. Make sure she has gone. If she looks back and she... <laughs> Make sure she has gone. Just sweep, 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 sweep. All of her wahala, just pack it like this. Throw it outside with her. And come back to us and say, Abu, we are not quarreling. We are not quarreling. Let Abu say, look, my dear, we are not quarreling. And all of those she said, let it go with her. Then you continue with your life. If not, some people will come with bad mood and drop it in your house. In fact, they will not come with buckets, so they will come with, with tank. Yes, they will come with tanker and drop bad mood in your house and they will go away and be enjoying themselves. You and your husband will be quarreling. Beware of this kind of people. Beware. It is all about them, not about you. If somebody is, is somebody who has mood swing, it's not because you are wrong. It's not because you are wrong. It's because they are the ones who have problems. Don't take paracetamol for another person's headache. Do you understand that point very well? It's all about them, not about you. Your husband just comes from behaving like, uh, like as if he has been possessed from outside. It's all about him, not about you. Some people look for excuses to justify their bad moods. Instead of owning up that they have bad moods, they will be looking for your own fault. To put the blame on you that, if not because when I entered into this house, I didn't see you. Kilo, they were, was I hiding on that bed? If not because I entered, you didn't give me water to drink. No, it is not about the water. It's about whatever he's carrying from outside. Now, number four, take time out for yourself. Take time out for yourself. You too, you are too bottled up inside. Take time out for yourself. If you live with or work with or you are married to an extremely moody person, then make sure you get time out to relax. Take time out to have fun and rest very well. Recuperate away from them if necessary. You understand what I mean? There may be office colleagues. In fact, there are some office colleagues like that. You may share offices together. Once the person comes with bad mood, everybody will be in the bad mood throughout. Have you noticed? Look, when it's like that, excuse yourself from them. Take them out. Take time out. Don't stay too much in the office. Unless you have very urgent that you must treat. And if you have urgent thing to treat, sit down and do your work. If you want to do work, get air peace and be playing Quran. And face your job. Let the person finish up their bad mood. The person may be shouting, don't listen. No. Unless if there's a way you can help the person out. So if you don't keep away from people of bad mood, number one, they will drain your mental energy. This is the danger of staying around people with bad mood or mood swings that nobody can predict. They will drain your mental, you know what I mean by mental energy? They, we have the body energy, you get tired when you have overworked yourself. But your head, you will not be able to think if you have mental energy. Uh, you, 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 they drain your mental energy. You can't think straight. You can't be creative. You can't think right. You'll be thinking of bad things. Even if you sleep, you'll be having nightmares. Because this will put their bad moods inside your head. Number two, they will exhaust your zest. You know what I mean by zest? You know this energy that makes us to, to bounce when we walk. If you stay around people with bad mood too much, they will exhaust your zest. You will even be tired of life. Number three, they will weigh down your spirit. 
your spirit will be down. Instead of having high spirit, you'll be in a low spirit. Then they will occupy your mind with unnecessary worries. Have you noticed? Now, if you're a woman and your husband is moody and you keep sitting down there, it will, it will also occupy your mind that you will think the whole world will collapse on you. They will occupy your mind with unnecessary worries. You start worrying about, is it because I didn't dress well? Is it because I didn't talk well? Is it because I didn't appear well? Is it because I did not cook well? Is it because, is it because, you'll be bothering your head while they are there relaxing. Then they will leave you to keep guessing and keep thinking of what you have done wrong. It's not fair. Honestly, it's not fair. But you will allow them to do that to you if you don't know how to control yourself. Then you start feeling moody like them. The equation is one bad egg plus one good egg makes what? It makes two bad eggs. When people with bad moods are around you for too long, it is most likely that they will drag you into their own bad mood. So what should you do? Keep away from them. Now, what do I mean by keeping away? When your husband is behaving like evil spirit, he just comes home, he has upside down mouth. He's not talking to anybody, he's very moody, he's very itchy, he's very touchy, he's very grumpy, he's very scratchy, he's very stupid. He does all of those things just to ensure that he brings you down. And you are being in the house, playing with the children and laughing all this while. Look, create a demarcation. Rather than allow him to drag you to his bad mood, once you have attended to him and given what he wants, don't say a word. And don't give him the room to start telling you bad things. If you have children, go and be playing with your children. Generally, give him the time to recuperate. You know why? If you don't do that, he will drag you to his bad mood and you start quarreling. One thing will lead to the other, and that is exactly where Shaitan loves most. Shaitan infests people's homes like viruses under certain conditions. Number one, when one of them is perpetually in a bad mood. Number two, when there's something of fear that happened in the family. And of course, when there's no car in the house, you see that people will always be in a bad mood. May Allah have mercy on us. So what did I say? Take time out for yourself and you are going to be okay, inshallah. It's a matter of hours. You will get well and then life will continue. But don't allow somebody to touch your mood. Now, let me quickly mention one, two, three, four. Ways out. Number one, stop spending time with the wrong people. If you want to have good mood, or you want to sustain your good mood, stop spending time with the wrong people. What do, you mean, do I mean by wrong people? People who complain a lot. There are some people, everything about their lives is complaint. These are wrong people now. People who cannot motivate you. People who cannot encourage you. People who don't have statements of hope in their mouth. People who cannot see you having problems and come in to offer solutions. People who always see bad things in everything. Don't spend time with such. There's a verse of the Quran. Look at read Quran chapter 4, verse 140. Then uh, chapter 6, verse 68. What that verse is saying, when, whenever you see people that uh, they, they hear the verse of Allah, they begin to mock with it and they begin to make jest of Allah's, Allah's sign, do not sit down with them until they engage in another talk apart from that. So if you bring this principle into solving mood issue, it means that when you see someone who doesn't see anything good to talk about, get away from that person. Don't sit down there. After they didn't force you to sit down. And Nigeria is bad. There's even nothing good in this country again. This country is, if it gets too much, better get up. 
and walk away. Such people may be wrong when they call you. You know some people like that. When they call you, they want to gossip. They want to backbite. They want to talk ill of somebody else. Don't pick their calls. If, look, I'm, I'm very serious about this thing. And I, and I want you to be convinced. I'm trying to convince you. I'm trying to sell it to you. That sometimes you need to be very conscious of what is happening to you if you want to, be, if you want to survive in this our environment. If you want to survive your marriage, you want your marriage to survive, you need to be conscious of something. Look, if you have a friend who all he does is tell you bad news. Once the person calls and you see the missed call, please don't call back. Or, if you must pick the person's call, don't stay too long. Hello, salam alaikum. Hello, uh, okay, okay, no problem. Let's talk some other time. I'm in a very good mood now. Let's discuss that some other time. Maybe the person will get the message. Because what the person wants to say is, Hajja <laughs> Fati, guess what happened? Hello, hello, are you there? Guess what happened? You won't believe that one woman delivered a baby in the market today. As soon as the baby came out like this, the head just hit the ground. <laughs> Whether it happened or whether it didn't happen, you notice that that's your friend, that's the pattern. Either somebody died, or one house caught fire, or there was an accident, or somebody poured acid on her husband, or somebody, this is, or somebody jumped from three-story building. If the person will share videos, videos of gory pictures, bad pictures, and somebody poured acid on themselves, somebody's head got exploded because the person was using earpiece when the phone was charging, and somebody's chest got melted and burnt because the person was using power pack to charge the phone. These are the kind of pictures they like to send. Have you noticed? The person will post it and post it again and post it again. Then the mood of all of you, 100 people in the group. People do this in WhatsApp groups. The mood of the 100 people will be spoiled simultaneously. All of you, wherever you receive it, you will be sad throughout that day. And when you say, please, so stop sending this kind of photograph, then the person will, after two hours, the person will send a worse. I, I, I said I should share this with you, brothers and sisters in Islam. <laughs> Beware of such people in your group. Group admin, please remove such people. Or at least warn them and then remove them that you don't post this kind of pictures here. So when you notice such people around you, please keep away from them. When your TV stations are showing too much bad news, switch to another thing now. Yes. At least switch it off. In fact, it's okay. Most news now are bad news. If you watch news too much, you will see food like this you don't want to eat. May Allah save us. Then stop complaining and feeling sorry for yourself. This is another thing. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. If you keep feeling sorry for yourself, you always be in a bad mood. Don't you don't have to organize pity party for yourself? Don't hey, yeah, people now go. You want people to come and say, Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, sorry, hey, yeah, for how long? Now, only you day, you are not the only one who has problem. Everybody has problem, they are just hiding it. You too hide your own once in a while. Not to go and organize pity party and invite people to come and do a yeah, a yeah for you. They'll do a yeah, a yeah. You spoil their mood, your mood is not any better. Some people even enjoy it for people to come and be greeting them, a yeah. 
What do you want to gain from that? Start looking for silver lining in tough situations. You are not the only one that has problems. Try and make yourself to be happy. Stop holding grudges against people. Start forgiving yourself. If you have made a mistake, forgive yourself now. You don't have to wallow in bad mood forever. If you make mistakes, move on with your life. It's just part of life to make mistakes. So these are some of the ways you can have something, have mass on your mood. Then I asked another question. Are there colors that can affect your moods? Yes and no. No, because we are overgeneralizing. In some cultures, blue colors means happiness. In some cultures, blue colors means moodiness. Now, if you go paint your bedroom blue color, you will always be sleeping there. Let's say that one is acceptable. But if you paint your bedroom red color, you know you will not be able to sleep. <laughs> then if you now paint your parlor blue color, people will not be happy when they are inside. Yes, so. You go and paint your, your parlor dark blue. People will be feeling bluish inside now. The place where they use blue color is in the hospital. You notice that some hospitals or maternity homes, their curtains are usually blue. Have you noticed? In some hospitals, the, the wall will be white because they want people to have a feeling that the place is wide, not constricted on them. And then they have the curtains maybe blue so that you can be relaxed when you are there. Now, in your home, the light bulbs are burnt out. It's only one tiny one that is reflecting in the parlor. You'll be in bad moods now. Haven't you noticed? Now, if you want to be happy, you want to be, you want to be cheerful, have bright colors inside your room, inside your parlor. Have bright, happy colors. You know, use nice colors. That's why baby dresses, children dresses are usually bright colors because their children, they are usually bright. We want them to be in good mood. Children playthings, children toys are usually bright colors. And so colors, once, one way or the other, affect our mood. So if your parlor is such that the color that was painted by the time you rented it about 15 years ago is the same color that is there after a while, both of you, husband, or you start behaving like old people. Well, I'm generalizing about this matter. I, don't, I, I cannot scientifically, it is quite subjective. Now, do you notice that? Listen to this now. Have you noticed that you are very happy any day you wear new underwears? Have you noticed that your mood is nice whenever you wear new underwears? <laughs> even as a man, when you have new boxer, your mood is enhanced. You will even like your wife to see that boxer. Not these ones that are smelling. These ones that you didn't, you've been wearing for the past two weeks. A man will wear one boxer for two weeks. <laughs> and, and, and the smell there, you, people can use for arm robbery. They, they put the boxer in somebody's nose and see your money or your life. You say, take my money. Because the smell from the boxer is enough to make you pass out. How will, what kind of mood would that man have wearing such things around in the house? And a lady that is wearing this one that you people wear, she, she Allah Akbar. It has cut, so she used pin, safety pin, to hold it like this. She would be even like somebody whose life is hanging on safety pin. So, so <laughs> did I lie? Some people are guilty of this now, I'm saying no. Some people are guilty. You feel happy the day you wear a new dress, don't you? But because some people like bad mood, 
they are reluctant to wear nice dress. So they keep nice dresses inside their cupboard and they'll be wearing the old ones about. They swear for you. The person will be wearing old dress up and down. And this old dress gets into their head, it affects their moods. The Quran says, Ya Take wear your nice apparel whenever you go to the mosque. In fact, probably even say as the man, you use perfume. When you smell nice, your mood is nice. The mood of people around you is lifted. Not someone to be smelling and people will be having a headache. You know some people now, they, they just sit near you and then you start wondering, ah, is there a dead rat around here? There's no dead rat, it's because of their smelly nature. And then they put people in bad mood because of their smell. Many things affect this mood too. So number one, if it's the same color in your room, don't you know how you feel when you change your curtain? Honestly, think about it now. You ladies, you know it now. When you just put new curtain, there's a way the room changes. Everybody in the house will feel happy. Isn't it? Then the same thing with the kind of color you have around you. Some colors are not meant for where human beings live. They are meant for mortuaries. Mortuary. Mortuaries. When you have a bed that is well made with nice bed sheet, don't you feel like lying down on it? But when you have a bed sheet, look at oil, look at poo-poo, look at uh, uh, wee-wee. You say it's children. Ah, it's children now. Everything is smelling. Nobody likes to sleep. In fact, you'll be having nightmare when you sleep in that kind of a house, when that kind of a room. Some people will come to your house. They can't stay five minutes. They want to run away because the ambience in your room is a bad mood. And that's why in some houses, people always quarrel. Notice this very well. I want you to research on it. Environments that are dirty, people quarrel there more than environments that are clean. Have you noticed? Gidankoa, for example. Houses where there are so many people with dirty things all around them. They will always quarrel. Have you noticed that? Either uh, mama this one is quarreling with mama that one, or this one is keeping malice with this one, this one doesn't want to, this one's children, or one thing or the other. You will see quarrel war all around that house because of the dirty environment. It affects their mood. Now, are there foods that can promote good mood or spoil your mood? Yes, what we eat sometimes affects our mood. I want you to um, discuss this more with experts. If you don't eat often, your mood will be affected. You should eat at least between four and five hours interval. Between four and five hours. If you are somebody who eats regularly like that, you see that your mood will be optimal. But when you stab yourself or you skip meals, for those people who don't eat breakfast, for example, you don't eat breakfast, you go to work, by the time it's 10, 11 o'clock, you are too busy with work, you can't leave your work and you can't eat. Then you start behaving like, like banana spirit. If somebody is hungry, they behave like somebody that is possessed. When people are tensed because of hunger, Allahu Akbar. Haven't you seen that? Oh, Allahu Akbar. Have you noticed that nations, communities, and tribes that are poor, they are the ones who kill each other the most when there is quarrel, when there is riot, when there is insurgency. It is poor communities that people are even hungry already. Dama. They are already hungry. When there is hunger, it affects their mood. They become cranky. They, become, they begin to hate one another. And most husbands, they behave like wild spirits when they are hungry. He comes home, there is no food for him to eat. He is very hungry. He's then the wife says she wants to start cooking beans. 
He will behave like a mad person, man. A hungry man is an angry man. So food affects our mood. And that's why they say some women, if they want to get the attention of their husband, they cook nice food for him. By the time he's eating, you know what they call santi? What do you call it in English? <laughs> he will start saying things you didn't ask him. <laughs> when there's good food, you serve. You know, you know this is the way you may do it. Nice food, everything smelling nice, nice dishes. You presented them before him like this. No, no, no. You said don't start here too. This one is just the first course. So don't eat too much of it. Second course, after finishing, now bring dessert. And then by the time he finishes, he begs you like that. And then by the time he begs you, you bring toothpick. You put toothpick like this. Incidentally, you will not know how unconsciously his cap got to this place. <laughs> then he says, eh? This food you just served now. If it is not served in paradise, I will not enter Alexander. <laughs> now, do you now see how food affects people's mood now? And that's why people who are very good in culinary things, you know, chef and just, they have a way of presenting food. When they present the food well, you, you want to eat and your moods are elated. So in other words, discuss with a nutritionist, they will tell you how food affects your mood some more. Can some jobs affect your mood? Some jobs. Can they affect your mood? Give me an example of a job that will kill your mood. Well, a grave digger, for example. If you are a grave digger, if you are not careful, it may get to your mood. A medical doctor, for example, when they lose a patient, that they have tried and battled over, it affects them. They, they train them to, to detach themselves from their patients. They are trained. Some of them are really well trained. And sometimes these things get out of hand. You are battled with the life of a patient. You struggle, struggle, struggle. This person eventually gives up. Uh, that doctor will not be laughing now. They will feel sad. They feel worried. So some jobs affect your mood. And uh, when uh, salaries are supposed to be paid and they are not paid, your, your moods are also affected, isn't it? Aha, people will feel angry when their salaries are not paid. And when, when they see a lot, they get very, ha very happy. May Allah have mercy on us. Now, ages and genders and moods. Age, does it affect our moods? Gender, does it affect our mood? Men and women, I think women are more moody than men. We are generalizing. Then some hormones affect our mood. There's this thing they call endorphins when we do exercise. After exercise, it's released into your system and you feel happy. Cheerfulness and moody, being moody, are they natural? What I mean is, cheerfulness, is it a natural gift? Is it that some people are gifted to be cheerful naturally? Is it? Is it that some people are not blessed to be cheerful? Hmm. Allah Akbar. So in other words, there are some people that are always happy. And there are some people that are always sad. I have met one or two people like that before. Who are always sad. They don't smile. They don't laugh. They don't joke. They don't discuss. They don't have rapport. And they are just like that. If you ask them to smile. It's as if you want to kill them. Say smile and say what for? They say, oh, yes, man, now. 
They said, no, you look sad that way. He said, no, this is my happy face. <laughs> have you seen that before? I have seen a lot of people like that. They may be happy inside, but their faces are like that. <laughs> like this, this is how they move. It's like upside down you. That's the, the direction of their mouth. If you say smile, they do, when they smile, you'll be scared. When they laugh, you want to run. <laughs> is that laughter? And there are some people they only laugh once in a month. Once in a month. There are some I laugh. This thing I'm saying sounds strange to you, does it? Ah, Allah Akbar. There's a man who told me that the wife doesn't laugh. Yes, he said his wife doesn't laugh. He says since the day they marry, he had never seen her laugh. The highest she would do is that's all. And even when she does that, it is ugly. Somebody will, will smile as if she's crying. See, the, 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 do I look happy like this? And you tell them to laugh, they laugh as if, as if somebody died. Now, does it seem, let, let's, let's agree and be fair to these people. Does it mean that's how Allah made them naturally? Or they learned it? Do people learn it? Yes. So there are some human beings like that that they don't know how to smile. Can you learn how to smile? Can you practice how to smile? I think people should make it a habit. Learn how to smile. Look at a mirror and smile. You should look at smile in 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 watts. You know what I mean by watts? There's 50 watts, there's 40 watts, the way you have a bulb, light bulbs. There's 100 watts. Yes, there's 1,000 watts. Let somebody give me an example of 50 watts of smile. I'm looking at your face. 50 watts of smile. No, that one is too much. That, that's more than 50 watts. <laughs> yes, that's a nice one. 50 watts of smile. Then sometimes you flash. You know the way you flash somebody on phone? You flash your smile and you stop. <laughs> no, you people didn't flash. That one's a long call. Can somebody flash his smile? Let me see. Just flash. Flash, <laughs> yes, that's a nice one. Flash. <laughs> Some, sometimes you flash it like that. You flash it at people. One thousand watts. Anybody? <laughs> no, that one is laughter. No, I'm talking about smile. In fact, then it will be from here to here. Yes, from one ear to another ear. Learn to smile. Teach the children how to smile. Tell him I'm going to give you this more smile for me. If you don't teach them like that, when they grow up, they will become like that person I said. They don't even know how to smile. And you see, smile is the most natural um, expression you can ever have. Even babies who don't understand jokes, they smile. And somebody told us that even babies who are born blind, they know how to smile. Smiles are the most recognizable emotion, even from the distant. If you are looking at someone from distance, the person is smiling, you will know that this person is smiling. And because smile is, is contagious, when one person smiles, it will affect another person. Smiles are more, more efficient than makeups. A woman who has makeup without smile is ugly. And if you don't wear makeup and you smile, you, you just look beautiful. Now, women and men learn to be beautiful. This is how your moods can affect other people in the house. Please learn to smile.
brothers and sisters. In fact, next time we are having this gathering, you people will pay a smile to enter. If you don't smile, you won't be allowed to enter this hall. Maybe we should start doing that. And some people will return back home. So in other words, cheerfulness is a natural gift for some people. Right? And uh, it's also observed that um, it has also been observed that if you practice sooner with the prophet, you will have good moods. All of this thing that people are running elder and scatter for, it will not bother you. If you understand Islam very well, it will not bother you. Things that make people to be sad naturally, it will not make you to be sad. And finally, brothers and sisters, this is where we round it up. Good mood has connection with play, with leisure time in the home. Husband and wife, what do you do together? How do you relax? How do you play together? Do you play games? Do you play computer games? Do you race with one another? Like Aisha used to race with them. Uh, the prophet used to race with Aisha. When the prophet said, Havi Bitik. When they raced at the time like that, Aisha outran the prophet. At another time, the prophet said, Now let us run again. When Aisha had gained weight. And then the prophet outran her. The prophet said, Havi Bitilka. Now this is a retaliation for the one you did to me the other time. Allahu Akbar. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This, that was someone who was, who was be, better than all of us. Be, what iman do you have that you can compare yourself to the prophet? What knowledge do you have? What, how, what kind of a man are you that you are better than the prophet? The prophet could, could play with his wife. Men don't play with their wives. The only time some men smile at their wives is when they need her in the bedroom. Hadiza. <laughs> Hadiza. Hadiza. <laughs> Even the smile is not real. You, at this, I will just look at you and say, "Is when you need somebody, you normally smile like this. Useless man. She will not say that on out. So, why should we re reserve when we play till when we need each other in the bedroom? It's, it's not sooner. The real sooner we know is let husband and wife play together. Let them chat together. Let them discuss together. Let them share good moods together. Let one person in a good mood pull the other person up. To join them up in good mood. When you come home and your husband and your wife is happy, join them in that happiness. You just come home and your wife is singing in the kitchen. You should join her in the song, song now so that the happiness will continue. When your husband comes home and he smiles from ear to ear, suppress your own bad mood. Join him in his good mood. Welcome him. Let him feel happy that, yes, I like it that you are smiling. Not that we look bad and miserable to one another. Some people are so mean. Stop being mean to people. Be a happy person. This is how marriages work. Now, I hope we have all learned how to look at matters of mood now. Now, who is it that supports your mood? You know that you are the one that's responsible for your mood. It can be very difficult. It can be very hard, but you have to keep practicing it. The more, the better your moods are the higher your chances of living a happy marriage. You'll be more productive. You will contribute to your society. You will be contented with what you have. You will not be worried unnecessarily. You will not fall sick unnecessarily. And you may most likely live longer because you are somebody of good mood and you spread good mood to people. Have association of people with good moods. May Allah make it easy for us and guide us right. Rabban alayka tawakkalna wa ilayka nabna wa ilayka al-masir. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Ashara Allah ilaha ilaha ta'ala astaghfirullah wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.